Hi, and welcome to Crude. I'm joining you in London with the lovely Ashley. Hi. And we have Frank and Missy in Berlin, the studio in Berlin. And today we're going to be talking about virginity. So first of all, I just wanted to say hi, see how you are. I've been hanging out with Ashley the past few days. So we've been having fun here in London. How are you guys doing over there in Berlin? I'm fine now. I had an application deadline and I handed in successfully, even though I had bad insomnia last night. So barely slept, Ooh. but still, you know, this is so this is my your climax. We saw someone's uh, dick get pierced multiple times. Oh my gosh! Multiple yes, times. we did. Yeah, we uh, we were blessed to be able to see one of uh, this beautiful goddess has someone that she practices. Kind of like cock and ball torture, and some of it includes being pierced. So I think I think she said he had about 18 piercings on his cock. No. And then she would decorate it with uh, using colorful string or Beautiful. thread. Um, and it was really it was really a gorgeous kind of uh, display. And then yeah. he paid for us all to uh, enjoy some drinks and cocktails afterwards. So does he get an anesthetic oh, no, before the, the piercing? Is there an anesthetic Pardon? or did you just go bang no, straight bang. through? No, no, it's, it's part of that needle. It's part of the torture. Wow. It was getting tattooed and everything as well, like with this little handheld tattoo machine. No gloves, no, like it's it's meant to be raw. like nasty and raw. Yeah, and I was loving it and I'm like, pretty much talked to her about how much I actually like it and now there's a chance that I might be her apprentice. So oh, really? I'm very, very excited. Yes, Wait, but yes I'll be shadowing shadowing her for, like penis piercing or so all of the above the, the cbt which is cock and ball torture mm. um the piercing the the needle play which i'm very into like i just i decided to discover that i am into a bit of blood play wow because i yeah. recently saw a play in berlin ophelia's got talent it's actually quite famous and a person was um piercing her cheeks live on stage <laughs> And both cheeks, really. And it was bleeding and she kept, you know, going through the holes with the piercings. Mm -hmm. I found that um, actually quite difficult to watch. When Misty says this show is wild, at one point in the show, and I'm not exaggerating, a helicopter descends from the sky. Three of the women get up in the helicopter and start to fuck the helicopter. Then the helicopter comes in a swimming pool where there's some women swimming in the swimming pool. And a bunch of kids come out and start pulling the cum the huge lumps of cum out of the swimming pool and putting them on the side of the pool while another woman sits in a glass bowl underwater with a scuba tank on and there's also someone getting tattooed on the side of the stage no, as well. And also someone has weights on their labia. Yeah. Heavy weights. And then, you know, it's doing gymnastics with them. That's great, actually. Berlin, Berlin like theatre really at its extreme. best and worst. Today we're going to talk about the, the untainted, the pure, the chase. We're going to talk about virginity, popping your cherry, getting the flowers, and we'll discuss whether it's a cultural value, a social construct, or a medical state. But first of all, what actually is it? What do you, how would you guys define virginity? That's a really good question because if you want to think about virginity just from hetero norms, it's when a penis enters a vagina for the first time and that's when the, that's losing the virginity and if you haven't if a woman or a pussy owning person doesn't have a hasn't had a penis inserted into their vagina then they're still virgin but i'm sure we can all agree that that is not the case but even today in 2023 that's the first thing that people would think of when it comes to virginity would you agree Definitely for guys, for, as you say, hetero, heterosis, 
That's me. It was um, definitely putting my penis inside. Are you a cis? I don't know what I am. I really, uh, we, we have this thing with Effie. I'm so bad. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm terrified sometimes. No, Frank, I have my internal police. You are cis. You're a cis man, but you're not hetero. Can you please write this down for me and I can put it on a little thing around my around neck. Around tattoo slot on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Slot. You're can I do It would be so much easier if I could, you know, slut is now, you know, it's gender neutral. It's, I'm a slut. I don't know slut? what else to say. We'll just call you so, a cis slut. But so what you, I'm analyzing the frame that much. What are your stories about when you, quote unquote, lost your virginity? Yeah, for me, it was very clear. Even though I used to be a lot to my shower head before, and also, um, I had a lot of soft play with small de- penises when I was in elementary school. Um, to the point, no, to the point where my teacher actually, you know, took me aside and she was like, "Melina, you can't keep doing this stuff under the tables." <laughs> I know with pencils. No, with Dennis's, Dennis's small penis. He was really enticing to me. Another child. Another child. Yeah, he was <laughs> naughty. Okay, oh my gosh. I can, I, no, for I sure. He was like, you need to stop. When I, no, definitely when I visited my friend Marius, uh, when I was six, we also locked ourselves in and I pulled his skin really far. <gasps> his foreskin. <laughs> and he loved it. Yeah, but all that didn't count for me. No, I, I think I was turned 14 when I met with a guy, uh, when I slept with a guy like proper penetrative sex after a ski vacation where I had met him mm-hmm. and he had like black light and his room smelled of weed and it was over very quickly and mm-hmm. I went to ch- actually I know I went to for pee and I was like oh yeah there's blood and then I went to the liquid room in Berlin uh, with no. my mother actually soon after and lay had my head under the surface because you can listen to music under mm-hmm. under the water and I was like wow that was it now what have I done? So it was really a reflective moment for you yeah. in the liquid room. And a really non-passionate, unhot moment, for sure. I think. I mean, you said you were 14? Yeah. Did you have the feeling you were getting something out of the way? Something you wanted to do and like, now I've done it and it's okay? Or what, were, you, were you into the guy and you, you were attracted to him and you wanted to have this sexual experience to move past hurting little boys' foreskins? <laughs> no I think like it was definitely being among among the tough girls in the class I was in 8th grade and there were 2-3 girls that had already had sex in my class and I wouldn't be with them up with them yeah. oh. That's, that seems more common for people I've spoken to here about it I grew up in the States and there it was very like you could get blowjobs but there was very this first base second base third base all of which are kind of sex acts but then the home run of having full, quote unquote, full sex is, is seen. A lot of people would wait until prom night to do this. I don't know if it's changed. But for me, I didn't. I, I had a boyfriend at the time, which was nice. So I, it was with someone that I knew, which was cool because I could also keep having sex then with him once we had sex once. So then I just wanted to have sex all the time. Uh, of course. But it was this progression, <laughs> I think, because we had these ideas. So it was like, first base, he touched my boot, and then we're like, okay, shall we go to second base? Okay, yes, let's do it. It was all very sort of measure. Can I ask, when you say about first base, second base, was it like on the same night or on different occasions? No, different occasions. 
So it was, he was older than me. I was 14. Maybe I was 13 when we started seeing Same each other. age as Misty. And then it was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then I was like, okay, I want to suck your dick. We, I don't think we used the baseline, but it was definitely this like step by step uh, into fucking. Mm. Is then, there a third base? Is first base, second base? No, is there a third I base? Lo- I, love the, I just wanted to say what I learned about this vocabulary for the first time here in Germany. I was sure that second base is, you know, like PAV sex. And that third base is anal? No. no. That's, no? Wow. Oh wow, God, that's... Well, no, that's, that's just you, Misty. <laughs> no, 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 no. Second base is like touching oh, your boobs. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> I don't even want to ask you what a home run is in Misty's universe. It must be... Yeah, home run is just... Gang bang. Yeah, it's just gang bang. <laughs> what is home run? Yeah. Honestly, I think we talk too little about like half penetration. It's... I really love it. Just a tip. Just a tip. Just, just exactly. Just a little bit. Just a tip. A bit in the morning, and then you want more later, just to keep you going for the whole day. That's that's pretty hard. <laughs> and I wonder if people would consider that just the tip is, if it was the first time and it was just the tip, would they be losing their virginity or not? Because it doesn't go all the way. Well, this is the thing. So, like the actual, the actual. There's no actual science behind the hymen. So this idea mm. that you can prove someone's virginity is completely false. Now, just quickly, like, let's, what's, what does it mean there's no actual science? As in, there is no strong correlation between penetrative sex and uh, breaking the hymen? Is that... The hymen isn't actually... If your hymen sealed off your vagina, you wouldn't be able to menstruate. So there are a very rare number of people who have a hymen that fully covers vaginal opening, and they would have to get surgery. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, it's it's a... It's a skin membrane of varying thickness. It varies person to person. And you can't concretely tell this person that has had sex based on their hymen. And I think the statistics I read were 70% of people don't bleed, despite this whole blood on the sheets thing. Mm. And I was going to say to conclude my virginity story that I didn't bleed but I, when I had sex with this guy. But I like to say that I lost my virginity to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I I was in junior lifeguards which was like a kids lifeguarding program and we had to jump off this very high pier I think when we were 12 and then you're supposed to cross your legs when you jump and it's very high and I I flailed and yeah I just smacked against the water and it was so painful and then I was bleeding after this so yeah I like to to feel that I lost you like I love that story no it's funny because I was going to say that um, for my quote unquote losing of my virginity I also didn't bleed I was with a boyfriend who it was from my same kind of community my same religion and I was quite much older than you two I was 20 years old and I just thought that I was going to marry him, which is why I felt confident to lose my lose my virginity to him. And so when we did finally have penis and vagina sex, it did hurt. I found it extremely uncomfortable. And again, I just like you, Elle, I didn't bleed. And my boyfriend at the time was, oh, are you sure you're a virgin? And I'll just never forget that moment that he asked me that because it's just like, fuck you. And the, and the interesting thing is that he had told me that he was not a virgin, that he had sex with someone in a park. And then, <laughs> so he had had sex. So he was, and then, yeah. And then one year later, when we were having some issues with our relationship, and I broke up with him, and he was like trying to lure me back into getting back with him, he revealed to me that he was, in fact, a virgin when we both first had sex. Um, which is interesting that uh, I had to make sure that I was one. and to make sure that he wasn't one and of course there's a game with the women's women needing to be pure and all this but yeah so i didn't bleed either and yeah 
Have you actually ever lied about being a virgin afterwards? Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So that's my second part is that when I broke up with this boyfriend um, and it took me so long to break up with him because I was so scared that my community would bar me and that I would lose so much, like that I would be shamed and shunned. And when I finally got the balls, metaphorical balls to break up with him, I was so scared that I would have to lie to my future husband and tell him that I was a virgin and I was going to, I was really suffering with this idea and thought that I'm ruined now. How I'm going to, I'm going to have to lie to my future. I was really brain, brainwashed at the time and it's mad to think of it now. That's why it took me like five years to break up with this guy. <laughs> that this fear no, didn't keep you from fucking him still in the first place before marriage, right? Because I have one yes, very Catholic yes. friend who by now is an atheist, but she was very clear for her that this is a gift you can only give once. Mm. Uh, the reason I did it. For two years and, and then they slept together after oh, the marriage. Yeah. Oh, that's why they waited till marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that. I waited three months. This thing of it being a gift, because it's either <laughs> the metaphors around it are either something you lose mm. or give it's away. a gift. Yeah. Mm which I know is very much in that. I do remember when I, before I'd had, when I was in this between second and third, or maybe past third. Base? Is this oh, no. oh, no. Misty's bases or everyone else's? I was, I was <laughs> You're about to get anal. I was going for the home run. Uh, <laughs> and I had this very like abstinent education in the States. And mm. it was like, you know, it's going to be the end of your life if you get pregnant. And then I jerked him off and then I sat in a puddle of his palm. Mm. And I was so proud. He was so was naughty, 13. even just, uh, you know, at know. second base. I didn't mean to sit <laughs> You accidentally fell. I, accidentally yeah. I sat in it for a second and then I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely pregnant now. <laughs> I went to the pharmacy to get the morning after pill. Oh. <laughs> but then was talking to this pharmacist being like, because you had to have this consultation, I think, if you were under 18. And he gave me, I was like, no, I haven't had sex. I just sat in some cum. He should have just told me to fuck off. I was fine. <laughs> but he was like, well, you know, I tell my daughter it's this precious gift that you can only give once and you can never come back from it and it was what yeah. this is the, the chemist before giving me the pill and it was so like, I tell my daughters so you don't tell your sons poor daughters yeah exactly yeah. oh my god that's, and it's funny that you remember that now because did, did that slow you down from no. going to the third base I just, that? I guess I just knew what I wanted very clearly and then I was just like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Just to have that conversation with an adult, especially a oh. guy who's my dad's age. Mm. At that age for me, it was just really embarrassing. I was just like, yeah. just give me my pill. But how well, long of course, did you wait between like second and third base? I think the whole thing from when I started, let me think, from when I started seeing this guy, it all happened within the space of six months, you know? Mm. It, was slope. <laughs> it was also very much about like where we could fuck and our parents mm. being at home. So having to wait for our parents to go out and then, when we did actually have like penis and vagina sex was I think his mom went somewhere and we were like okay we know this day she's going to be away so it was like this build up <laughs> well, to it it was, really, it was really cute it was cute. really nice and we had anal sex right away so what? it was like all the time wow <laughs> That's not a slippery slope. That's it's a like slippery cliff. Holes, <laughs> just have a very big asshole. Um, I can say it's yes. massive. It's, it's gaping constantly. Do you want to tell us your story? Yeah, what about your virginity? My story was I've always been into fingers and tongues. I was I was the only guy who was into giving girls head when I was even a young teenager, 13, 14. I was really into it. Wait, what was your comparison? Wow. I thought, you know, at this age, boys never talk about this stuff. But you were talking about it and you found out nobody goes down on girls? I wasn't. Boys weren't talking about it. 
But the girls, you'd say, oh, can I, I think the term in Ireland at the time was just like lick out. So mm -hmm. did you, and I say, I licked her out. And the guy's saying, yeah, that's disgusting. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? It's amazing. Did you, did you suck? I, f I forget the terminology, but like, did she suck? You did? Oh no, I don't like that. So then I can remember there was a whole gang My of us who met up in this, this one area and some of the older guys used to light fires and pick up, pick off the girls they liked. And then the rest of us would all end up just getting very drunk and messing around and then I realised after a while that some of the girls were coming to me because they wanted to be with someone who was going to lick them out because the other boys wouldn't do it. Oh wow, so they, so you had a reputation to uphold. I think at some, <laughs> at some point it may, may or may not have happened but it was definitely something that it was weird because some of the girls would ask, would say it to me, you know, will you lick me out? Oh but I don't wow, know. sounds but like me in a sex party. Losing, <laughs> losing my virginity, that was with this... Uh, Man, I can't say her name. I don't even know where she is or if she's still around. Or she's, I was with this. I was with this girl. I think it was fourteen or something. And we went to went back to her parents. She lived in a pretty, pretty rough block of flats in the centre of Dublin. And uh, went back to her place. And then her mom's, for some reason, her mom and her mom's boyfriend, her mom's boyfriend's friend, they were all passed out drunk on the floor of the sitting room, okay. sort of sleeping with stuff on them. And then we the went parents? into the kitchen, her mum and her mum's boyfriend and some other guy, and they were mm. basically passed out drunk. And the mum's boyfriend was a total psychopath because I knew him because he was from the area I was from. So we went into the kitchen and she's like, okay, let's do it. Or So she's sitting <laughs> up at the counter and she was having her period and she was really wet. And I remember being terrified. I was, I was terrified of the mum's boyfriend because if they woke up, I was probably not going to leave that apartment in a very good state wait but why you, did you get to the kitchen was there no way to get to her room no or was it just like hot she didn't she want no it wasn't hot there was no hot back then <laughs> as a teenager there's no hot it's like it's like fucky fucky or no there's no I don't know I didn't feel hot anyway I didn't feel hot till I was in my 30s I'm so, just picturing I'm just picturing like you know how when someone gets caught red handed you'd have been caught red faced I'd have been because <laughs> you said she was having a period <laughs> so I just remember she, she sat up on the counter and then I was standing there and the height kind of worked out great count whoever built that kitchen thank you and then she was pushing <laughs> down on top of me I wasn't even doing the movement because she was she was way more into it this wasn't her first rodeo mm. and we were doing that but we had to stay completely quiet and I can remember thinking God, oh this so is incredible hot. this feeling oh fuck is going on but all the time listening to these drunk people snoring in the next room and knowing it that if one of them woke up especially this boyfriend guy I was I was in serious trouble we went on I just remember this whole puddle of blood and cum and everything on the counter on the machine and then her walking me back out to the door and leaving and uh, that was it and the next day couldn't wait to tell my friends if there was a podcast I would have put it on it if there was a loudspeaker I would have shouted it from the bridges I actually I actually remember that my the because I was so early because I had just turned 14 that to me definitely I I thought it was going to be super cool with it you know just get it down be one of the cool girls you know it was working on me more than I expected so that even mm. at the time I was like oh maybe that Maybe that was too early. Yeah, I felt really good about it, like myself. I was ecstatic, but then I was I was also a nerd. Like I wasn't like a slutty girl who was going to kind of. I mean, the slutty girls escape blowjobs anyway. I, it was not expected of me somehow in my like friend group. Did you tell your friends? No, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't feel any shame personally, but I. Was, but you knew that you would be judged. I thought it was kind of a fun secret, I guess. And I actually the <laughs> this was the second time. Because he lived in one of these Californian 
suburban housing complex things and there was a pool and a sauna and then we were fucking and I think I was on top of him and the, we were in the sauna Honestly. and there was the AstroTurf on the floor. A sauna with AstroTurf, that is California. Yeah. I think the sauna wasn't where it wasn't actually hot, but so we were fucking in there and then I scraped all of the skin off of both of my kneecaps. Ah. I just didn't notice. And then I went to school and people were like, oh, what happened? And I was like, I was just fucking so hard. <laughs> and they were like, ha, ha, ha. Like, nobody believed me. So That's so funny. I thought that was fun. Uh, yeah. And I do remember going to soccer practice after getting fucked in the ass and I was just like, nobody here knows I've been fucked in the ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a friend the other day about this, talking about the show. She lost her virginity twice. Once was someone putting their penis inside her and the second time is when she first got a wand and came and came and came again and remember oh. I just said a minute ago a hot came to me in my 30s so I can remember going through all the going through all the routines and doing the stuff and doing this and the blowjob and the this and the this and liking this or not but it really wasn't to my 30s that I started to discover what was hot like really wanting something and desiring something and for her interested in the time she got that wand and came and came and came mm -hmm. that she was in whatever happened years ago because she said oh it was not eventful it kind of hurt she wanted to get it out of the way and I thought that was interesting this idea that of two virginities or breaking two things I think if you move away from virginity as being this thing which is mostly on women mm. to to sort of to precious. their purity as a way of protecting the honour whether it's their family or community or even nation and then if you move away from all of that historical stuff then I think maybe a more meaningful discourse is for it to be part of your narrative. So whether it's a narrative of, I don't know, developing in some way, having this significant experience, like you said, with the one that changes you, mm. uh, or maybe if you've had sex a certain type of way, and then I have a friend who calls it a lesbian ascension. So like whenever someone like stops fucking men and uh, <laughs> then she's like, oh yeah, yeah, you've had your lesbian ascension. So I mean, that can be something, I think it's, it's more that it can be kind of transformed into this language of, of a life journey, right? And different, different pivotal moments. Um, so this, yeah, might, this question might be too naive for us to leave it on, but do you happen to know that in the in the lesbian community, how is losing your virginity defined? Like, is it if you, is it still penetrative? I guess it's not, but in the sense of getting fingered or getting penetrated in some other way, or is it just I don't know? Is it coming? For example, probably also could be. Well, so many questions and so many answers. I just know that the people and the, the lesbians that I've come across have told me that for them going all the way is going down like eating pussy for them that's the most intimate act that they can do and i think for some it's probably not for all um because you know also in some relationships there is no penetration and in some there is but i think with losing the virginity it's hard to say i think like you're saying it's everyone's different wasn't that a discussion on this what was the reality tv show the ultimatum yes the queer ultimatum where uh one of them fingers the other one and then there's this whole discussion of like that was sex they, yeah. they do have like this is something which i guess if you don't define it as i think as penis and vagina then it is somewhat and it's still a conversation up for grabs uh, yeah what, what actually sex is how do we define sex yeah and i think it's particularly we were i think us four were kind of chatting about this upcoming episode and writing in the group about uh gay men and gold star gay which is a man who's never slept with a woman or touched a pussy 
Oh, no, no, he's never no, no. had sex, vaginal sex with a woman. And then there was a platinum gay who was born out of a C-section, so therefore has never literally... <laughs> even a platinum gay has not even ever a touched a vagina. So there's that, because if you want to take away from virginity or from this virginity needing to have a penis and a vagina. Uh, but then with gays, they can lose it. With gay men, they can lose... Or with pe- people with penises and buttholes, they can lose their virginity from penetration in that way. Whereas with vagina vulva owners, do they need something to be penetrated to have said that they've lost their virginity? Doesn't a tongue count? I think, I think the tongue is, is there's a lot of yeah obsession with penetration. One hundred percent, because it's even how you see this different historical persecution of gay men, whereas you see like women having sex with women is just kind of you know having a good time cute like, yeah how cute sort of taken it seriously i don't know which maybe comes back to the like women as property thing and if you're getting married you're you're going from being your father's property to then your husband's if there's all of this stuff at stake of inheritance then it's just like making sure that you're pure so we had a little break and we're back with our guest from last week g who's going to be sharing some anecdote about one of their virginity experiences with us Yeah, it's so nice to be back. Thanks for having me again. I really don't think so much about the first time I had sex as my virginity. Interesting fun fact, because that was with someone I cared about who was looking after me. It was painful and bloody and not that great. But what was great, which happened a few weeks after the fact, was my mom asked, have you had sex yet? And I said yes. I had just started dating this guy. I'd been, you know, spending a lot of time at his place. And the second question she asked me was, was it good? And I was shocked. Looking back now, my mom is really not sex positive. I think she has a lot of shame. She was raised in the Midwest in the States and doesn't want me to even share with my brother something I'm about to share with whoever's listening, which is that she got (laughs) married because she got pregnant with me. Mm -hmm. And I found that out from a family friend. And so I remember after she asked me this question, I said, yeah, it was. And I was really curious. I said, how was your first time? And she refused to tell me. Interesting. Years later, I brought that up and I said, Mom, that made me feel like something bad happened to you. It made me feel like you weren't able to confront your own past. Why why didn't you want to tell me about your first time? And she goes, I didn't want my history, my experiences to shape yours, which is valid. But I, I said, Mom, that that's not the case. I, I was living my own life. I'd already had sex. Come on. <laughs> like, that wasn't going to change anything. And, and she refused actually still at that time to tell me about the first time and I thought that was really interesting and I I really felt for her as someone who maybe actually wasn't able to have these conversations so I'm I'm mm. really grateful to be able to talk to people like you about these sorts of things because so many people in my immediate life and world aren't and I think probably a lot of people don't so yeah that that was a big thing for me losing my virginity when did you find out about that she that she had been pregnant with you like you said you found out from a family friend was it long after and did you tell your mom yeah I was probably like 25 and I I was like oh that's so funny mom I just found out and she goes no I'm still really ashamed I I know I shouldn't be Mm. but I really I really struggle 
So she was ashamed because she had been pregnant out of wedlock, which is such, you know, a big thing for a lot of people and a lot of religions and a lot of communities. I just find it funny because you mentioned that you were thinking, I can only sleep with this guy because I'm ready to marry him. But then you yes. still slept with him. And from, you know, my grandmother, for example, from, you know, Western Germany, somewhat religious, like average religious education, she had sex with my grandfather, definitely for sure the marriage, uh, for the, the wedding, and in a field, actually, in some forest, <laughs> she told me. You know this detail? A field or a forest? A forest is romantic, she, a field is tragic. Ever since she's turned 19. <laughs> what? How dare you? Depends on the field. Depends on the field. It depends on the field. Are, are there bales of hay? It's romantic. It sounds more comfortable than a forest. No. Yeah, for sure. It's shaming. It wasn't an open road. You're thinking, you're thinking of like the back field behind his house or something. Exactly. With a couple of broken down cars. and <laughs> Yeah, some slack-jawed guy right staring at war, you. war Germany bombed. <laughs> wow. Um, and like despite despite a conserv- average conservative religious education, she had never, it clearly wasn't on the level of actual felt remorse or commitment mm. to these kind of norms so like I'm always surprised like a spectrum of what attitude people can take to these norms right it really uh, if they're if they I don't know have integrated them fully into their moral and emotional system you know you keep up appearances but you really don't feel bad about the fact that you followed your horny 18 year old self <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean I, people have just always been I've been thinking about it a lot because I've been reading a lot in this other research project about STI, which we talked about before, and syphilis, and then I'm like, if people were just, even if you could get this, like, most horrible disease of syphilis, and they were still fucking for Mm. centuries, like, I mean, we're here, then, like, people will just fuck, no matter what. Yeah, which is mad. As I mentioned earlier, I waited until I was 20 years old to lose my virginity, and the reason I waited so long is because I, I was waiting for marriage, right? But then, when I found this boyfriend that I knew I was, I thought I was going to marry. And the reason is because we were the same religion, nationality, blah, blah, blah. And that's why um, I did have sex with him because I thought for sure 100% that I was going to marry him. But I only waited three months to do it. <laughs> and, but then also then, that's why it took me almost five, five years to break up with him because I had made, of course I had had sex with him. I wanted to leave him within two years. Hmm. It took me three years approximately to break up with him. And I think we also talked about my cheating story. And that was with him. And, the bus I, and that was the bus driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was with him. And it was about four and a half years into our relationship that I, that I finally booked someone else. I was so, so scared to break up with him because of the repercussions of being a young woman who has had a boyfriend that everyone probably maybe thinks, but we never lived together, of course, that we had had sex. And it was very, very scary for me to do. And as I said, I thought that I would have to lie for the rest of my life to my future husband. Um, that Get a fake hymen. Yeah, I was going to have to go in and pay <laughs> pay for a designer hymen rejuvenation. <laughs> but also, back to the mothers. So not long after I broke up with this guy, my mother invited me to speak in a way that she never, has never done before. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? She wanted, she just sat me down in, uh, outside of the home, like at a cafe or something. And she's like, Effie, um, I want to ask you something. Have you had sex? No, I don't know if she... Okay, I can't remember the precise wording because it was 
about 15 years ago or however long. I don't know if she said, have you had sex or are you a virgin? <laughs> by the way, by then, after that, not only had I been with a boyfriend for five years, and then I thought, then I thought, that's it. My life is over. I'm never gonna, I'm gonna have to marry the next guy and lie about my virginity. It only took me about three or two, three months to then start having one night stands and getting into my whole, quote unquote, whole phase. It just didn't take me that long. But because I was so brainwashed so deeply, that it was a really hard thing between being with him and then being breaking up being, with him, being breaking up with him, and then suddenly being a woman, a single woman who didn't have to marry the first man that put his dick in her pussy bus driver Mm, and then the bus driver (laughs) yeah i have another kind of disappointing virginity story but this is the first time i really fucked someone with a strap it was at this orgy in hong kong that i was i was dating someone new and they were there it was our first time at a play party like that and i really wanted to show that i was really comfortable but i threw myself into this kind of scene with someone who really wanted to get fucked with the strap and had one and I was down, but I was so disappointed because I couldn't really feel anything. And it was such a letdown because I was expecting like, yeah, I'm gonna just like get to really finally be inside someone and like really get to, yeah, fuck with a dick. And I'd always fantasized about really having a dick and and it sucked. So that was your strap virginity. It wasn't the person mm. who you were strapping's virginity. Exactly, strap it was virginity my strap well. virginity. Yeah, okay. well, there you go. That's back to the thing about different th- ways of his virginity. Elle said it before. Clearly, the concept of using your virginity is directly linked to how you define sex, right? Has your definition of sex actually felt changed in a felt way over the years? My definition of sex has definitely changed in a felt way because I'd also had sex with women maybe in my early teens, but they never classified that as mm. sex. It was just kind of fooling around. But then as we talked about, it's kind of like, wait, where you draw any of these lines, I think is, is really blurry. But I think as I've gotten older, definitely expanded what my definition of sex would be to be less about penetration. But then I think the overall cultural discourse around it has changed. I've definitely recently started including sucking dicks as sex in my head. It was a switch I had to change. So if I suck someone's dick, I've had sex with them. But that was a huge mental movement for me. That took a huge shift. Yeah, I think it's also got to do with you doing it, not a woman doing it. Historically, like a woman doing it to a man. As ba- what, what base is the uh, second dick? Uh, third? Yeah, as a <laughs> Yeah. We, Wait, I would love to put a diagram up of uh, Misty's we, bases because they're different than everyone else's. base was like anal, and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you remember, G, since you also grew up in the States, what the bases are? Is it- Someone asked me this the other day, and I couldn't really remember, but I was like making out, maybe fondling some boobs. It's always like... Fondling is second. Yeah, and then maybe fingers <laughs> and some genitals is third, and then... Mm. Yeah. But but then there's like home. Oh, so, so there's like and vagina yeah. is not that's home run. From, oh, that's oh, that's oh, like that's oh. end goal. <laughs> that's when you score. You are always ahead of your time, Misty. <laughs> <laughs> base is ahead of your time. <laughs> wow, so I was talking about fifth base. Okay, but do do any of you keep track of how many people you've quote unquote fucked? Because I was going to ask, when does someone qualify oh. for the list? Because I have a list, I, but at some point I started, yes, I started including a fab female presenting, identifying people. And then at some point it's like, well, I'm only going to really start counting people if we've came 
together? I don't even know. What, what it, yeah, what counts? I think I also used to have a list. Um, Me too. But I haven't, I gave it up about 10 years ago because then I was like, okay, I was also seeing a lot of clients, maybe like five, six clients a day. Would like, you include them on the list? No, so then I didn't include them. That's a so separate there was, list. There was, there was all that, but I don't have time to. <laughs> I, I also had a list because uh, as you may realize I started really late like if you don't if you I mean I, I guess if you add the, 20 was my boyfriend and I only fucked him for five years mm. so imagine breaking up with him when I was 25 I want to say that the bus driver may be like my my first my first fuck to be honest or losing my virginity really officially and then yeah so I didn't really start fucking until I was like 25 26 so then of course I started writing a list because like super exciting but then I started going to play parties and orgies and gangbangs and then the list was just getting like out of hand <laughs> and then like I wanting to add like clients or other those kind of jobs on the list or what counts or what doesn't count and did, was it penetration and was it like a pussy or not or yeah so then it kind of became blurry because when you be, when you when you realize actually I'm queer and you have encounters with people who are not you know what you used to fuck and then what's the list about yeah. yeah. So this is the problem, right? Because I feel like, okay, once you've done it all, in some sense, you kind of even lose interest in the question of how sex is defined, right? You just... Um, totally boring, yeah. Just, no, actually, it's very, it's a very good question for Frank, for whom of this is becoming, um, you know, an actual question sooner rather than later. What are you going to tell your kids about losing their virginity? What are the important acts or are there important things that you wanted them to know about their first sex? I don't know, it's, that's strange because I don't know how, how intimately they'll confide in me for stories. I've got two girls, the middle one's a boy, three kids, so I don't know how they're going to talk to me about it. When answering questions now, especially from my nine-year-old who's madly in love with some boy and all the girls in the class don't like her at the moment because another boy is in love with her but she doesn't like him she wants this other boy and he doesn't like girls oh. at the moment oh, no. so she's in this bizarre oh. love triangle that's causing all this trouble but she asked me about but, these okay, things but how do you know about this I feel like she will talk to you about it if you know about oh did the teacher tell you she talks to me about this but I remember this from my eldest that as soon as like pre-teen pre-puberty maybe pre-period everything was open because it's just so abstract to them but then when it becomes more for at least with my eldest it seemed to be something to do with more with her getting her period then everything changed then the conversation changed and everything got more quiet and she didn't want didn't feel like speaking to me about certain things it became more embarrassing but there is something really cute about pre-teens you can talk completely openly with them and you can also be very open about the mechanics of things but what would I say to my kids? Yeah, I don't it's know. Not real sexuality, yeah? Maybe I don't know. That's the I think they're just—they don't feel it. I also wonder if all of this, because it's—it's it's again this way of categorizing sex, whether it's categorizing sexual identities or behaviors. It just—it feels like an inherently kind of policing thing to do to me somehow. To be like, okay, no, this is where the boundary of this thing is. As in, a parent talking to the child. Not even parent talking to a child, but even even us and ourselves the way we define this like right. I think if sex is sort of a language or a practice or then there can be degrees of it it's not most of the times where I'm thinking where it's really important did sex happen it's either with a partner who is like but did you fuck him or not like did penetration happen ah. like if it, or this kind of proving <laughs> you know this historical thing of proving a woman's virginity is that whole construction of like did sex happen? 
policing question in a way that we're just so comfortable with because so much of our culture is based on that. Yeah, well, do you think like there's still context where you think it's important to yourself? Yeah, I want to say actually, I was thinking about what I said about like people coming and I was just actually looking at my list and I was like, I have people <laughs> on here that I wanted to have sex with, but I didn't. Oh, really? We just <laughs> talked about sex so a lot. What is this? So is this your fantasy list? I mean, it's, 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 there are different, there are different bits of the list. There's like people who maybe were inside me or I was inside them. There were people who I was hypnotized with or, you know, there's, oh, right, there's right, whole, right. like where we had sex, if that's important if I loved them this was from my yes era of like I had to love someone to have sex with them in my first few partners like one of those strange things that I told myself was important but then you're like oh I love everyone I mean it does make it good a lot of the time yeah yeah but then again you can have different kinds of loves just like different kinds of orgasms (laughs) no but I just really love that you in real time took out your list like that's great I really love that you still have a list this is amazing so I actually went out of my way because I had a handwritten list in this little pink book and I just literally went out of my way to take the list and rip it out and put it in the bin because I'm like this list is toxic like it doesn't it just is meaningless to me now and there's a lot of people on that list that I didn't want to fuck or I didn't want them to fuck me or there's a potential like bad situation like SA or um it just when I look at it I'm like this is not who I am anymore so I had to I had to physically rip the list apart and put it in the bin and now the list is basically in my phone um whether it's a text from them or picture and I'm really getting into like filming people that I'm really into with consent and that's how I look at it and um, I can think of it in my sweet little head. So I think we've deflowered ourselves enough for one evening. Thank you all for joining us in this deep muck dive into virginity and we'll talk to you next time on Crude. And if you'd like to send us some stories on Insta you can find our Insta page under Crude or crude.berlin at gmail.com if you'd like to share some stories anonymously of course we'd love to hear them. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.